When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Protection breaks down and time runs out. Down goes Rodgers. And now Rodgers sits down. And he's coming out of the game. And the feel in this stadium has completely changed after the injury to Rodgers. MRI is probably going to confirm what we think is already going to happen. It's not good. For the Jets and their fans, they're thinking, not again. I don't hurt for me. I, I don't hurt for our locker room. I hurt for Aaron. My heart's with Aaron right now and nowhere else. A shocking scene on Monday Night Football. Cameras over there. Aaron Rodgers with a severe injury. More on that in just a moment as we welcome you into NFL Live. Dan Orlovsky's here. We have Mina Kimes, Marcus Spears, Dan Graziano as well with us for the hour. Let's get back to Monday Night Football and the Jets and yeah. the Bills as we talk a little bit more about Aaron Rodgers. We'll hear from Robert Sala in just moments with a little bit more as well. But Aaron Rodgers is 39 years old. It was a magnificent entrance to the field. But here's the first quarter, the fourth snap of the game for the Jets. And not good for Rodgers. You would love to see that ball get out of his hands. It's quick game. It's three-step. Dwayne Brown, the left tackle, is cutting. You could obviously Floyd gets a hold of Aaron Rodgers, lands on him, and in the moment, it doesn't look like anything. It's turned out to be the worst-case scenario. Obviously, you can see the medical prognosis or diagnosis of it. I'm not a doctor, but once he hops on the cart, you're going, this can't be good. Yeah, as you see on your screen, Aaron Rodgers, torn Achilles, and he is out for the year. Moments ago, Robert Sala spoke about the situation. I don't know why people are trying to put an obituary onto our, our team name. Um, you know, it's uh, I, Aaron is an unbelievable piece to this whole thing, and, and we love him, but uh, I think there's there's 52 other guys in the locker room plus the 16 practice squad guys that uh, that believe that we can do a hell of a lot of good things here. Okay, so as you might expect, our coach Robert Salo there trying to paint a more positive picture, but I want to get our former players on this. Marcus, if you're on that Jets roster, what's going through your mind as your quarterback is carted off the field? It's difficult. The perspective of your season just changed, and for as much as, you know, I like, I love Robert Salah, and I understand where he's coming from, you're not winning the Super Bowl. And that's why those players, and that's why the media and the hype uh, was surrounding your team because Aaron Rodgers brought that to your organization and your franchise. That's why you expended so many things in order to get him into the building and because you weren't happy with your current quarterback. Now, let me tell you something. I saw these guys last night. It's a lot of prideful guys that's on this Jets roster. Yeah. It's a lot of young talent that believe that they are still very, very good. But we know, y'all, it's a quarterback-driven league. They didn't chase Aaron Rodgers all over the country and wait on this notice to see if he was going to come because they wanted to win more games. They wanted to win a Super Bowl. I agree with Marcus. Last night you're in the moment going, my gosh, is this real? And everyone knows you feel bad. You, you, feel, you feel bad for Aaron Rodgers, the football team, all that stuff. The truth is, as of today, no one cares. No one cares. The, I promise you this. The Buffalo Bills don't. The Miami Dolphins don't. The New England Patriots. Nope. When I mean they don't care, they're not going to feel sorry for our football team. And I think that's the message that Robert Sala and, like, their leaders have to kind of get across is it's not like teams are going to spot us points because we lost our quarterback and they didn't. So the more that they can – and that's, the like, the brutal truth of the NFL. And the more yeah. that the players and the coaches can sit there and say, 
All right, our season's not over. Now, maybe the ultimate goal is going to be a little bit more far-fetched when it comes to winning the Super Bowl, but the season for that, this football team is absolutely not over. Mm. Yeah, when you think about the scripts that everyone was writing about all of this, this just wasn't part of it, right? And that's <laughs> the beauty yeah. and maybe the curse of football sometimes. Um, uh, obviously, we, we know it's torn. Uh, that's been confirmed. But uh, as far as everything else, I'll, I'll have to get back to everybody on, on the uh, rest of it. Robert, do you guys plan to add um, another quarterback here in the coming days? And if so, what caliber of quarterback are you looking to add and what will his role be? Yeah, um, we're, we are going to look through some things, but um, but I do want to make it very clear. Uh, Zach's our quarterback. Um, we got a lot of faith in Zach. We're really excited about his opportunity, um, but we're, we're rolling with Zach and um, and excited for this, uh, excited for him. And like I said, this opportunity that he's going to get. Okay, Dan Graziano, is that really true? What are you hearing about the plans for quarterback for the Jets right now? It, yeah, my understanding is that is the plan as of now, is to go forward with Zach Wilson, give him a chance to show that he can do it. They feel like he's made a lot of strides this offseason with the new coaching staff, with Aaron Rodgers there helping him along and helping build back his confidence. Uh, so they think he's going to be in a position where he can, he can be better than he was last year and he can get better each week. Now, Laura, down the road, if they get through a few weeks and he looks like he did last year, they may have to change their mm. plan and see what's available in terms of veterans who might be able to come in and help them. But as of now, that is not their mindset. They want to throw their support behind Zach Wilson and build him up to hopefully help, you know, quarterback this otherwise extremely good team uh, to positive things. Well, they've got the Cowboys next week, so... Well, I can't predict the yeah, future, I do not think it's going to look very good. This notion that Zach Wilson can show progress, I think, is going to be hard to uh, to come by. To me, sticking with Wilson this season would be a big mistake. Um, and the Jets showed us why it was a mistake last night, not just because of his play. I'll get to that. But because they showed the world they have a Super Bowl caliber defense, Super Bowl caliber defense, and two of the best young playmakers in the entire NFL um, they cannot afford to waste another season. The one thing they can't have at quarterback is someone who turns over the football and is a negative for the team. They need a caretaker. Zach Wilson, since coming into the NFL, has the second highest interception rate in football. Last night, he threw one of the worst interceptions I've seen him throw. The idea that he's progressed was immediately undercut by what he did on the field. I know in a tough situation. Since coming into the NFL, he has been the worst quarterback league-wide in EPA per play. He has been a net negative. Now, I understand there aren't a ton of great options out there, but I believe there's probably four or five backups who are better than Zach Wilson, who, do, who can play the caretaker role that they need. Um, a name that comes to mind for me, you guys know I was really high on his performance last year, Jacoby Brissett. Now, I don't know how much Washington would require to part ways with him. The Jets have a couple fourth-rounders and a third. I think Washington should absolutely consider that if that's on the table because that's quite the return for a backup quarterback. But uh, to me, the Jets have to pick up the phone and make these calls because if you just roll with Wilson, your season is not going to go anywhere. I respectfully disagree. I think going with Zach Wilson and seeing what he is right now is the most logical decision for the Jets. I mean, I mean, the way I look at it is, is they, they don't need a caretaker to get to where they want to go. If they didn't need a caretaker, they would have signed Jimmy Garoppolo or Derek Carr. 
They went and got Aaron Rodgers to go beat Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, and Josh Allen, and Lamar Jackson. But that's not going to happen this year. Jacoby Brissett, like, my point is this. To go get Jacoby Brissett or Nick Foles or to get, what, the sixth seed in the playoffs? So, you're not going to Zach Wilson is better than a caretaker? Is that what you're saying? I think Zach Wilson has more unknown. Hmm. Like, maybe Zach Wilson and the time with Aaron Rodgers and the great – I, I don't I, I'm not sitting here telling everybody at home that this is still a Super Bowl caliber football team nor am I telling everybody that Zach Wilson's going to become the guy that they thought he was going to be at the number two pick but there are parts that are unknown about Zach Wilson with a little bit more of a different offense a developed skill position group around him an elite defense caretaker isn't who he is he had those things he didn't have those things though he didn't have Nathaniel Hackett's offense he didn't have Elijah Vera Tucker last year. He didn't have Alan Lazard. So I'm not di- like me. I'm not fight, disagreeing fight, with you. Fight, fight, but to sit here fight, and say fight, that they need a fight, caretaker, fight, that's not fight. that. Marcus, to go get what to succeed and to get beat by a, gr- a better quarterback. I think there's unknown talent that maybe they l- luck into in this situation. Go swag. This is this is honestly the the hardest part about the decision, right? Uh, I lean more towards Mina because they went and got a quarterback because they felt like Zach Wilson was not the guy to take them where they needed to go. The, per, the people that know Zach right. Wilson the best is the New York Jets. Right. <laughs> That's who knows him the best. I, I, I threw Taylor Heineke name out there. Last time we saw him with a really good defense and his ability to play make and improv sure. and go beyond the X's and O's physically to me makes this team. He doesn't have, I don't think he needs to be a caretaker, but I think Taylor Heineke has done enough for you to have a, a, a really good sample size of what he can be. He also has familiarity with playing with a really good top-tier wide receiver in Garrett Wilson. Now, will he put the ball in harm's way at times? Yes, but I don't think any of these teams are winning Super Bowls with a quarterback that's afraid to put the ball in harm's way, more so than Zach Wilson playing afraid. And that's the thing that I get from Zach Wilson is that he's so unsure about playing the position that he he won't unlock, Dio, and that's, mm-hmm. that's my concern. Hey, um, I say this with like the hands over my face emoji kind of peeking through. Graz, any sign of Brady here? <laughs> well, he was in New York today. He posted Ooh. something on Instagram playing uh, basketball in, in New York City. So the, I, I think it's unlikely um, to, to, you know, to impossible, like in that range. Uh, <laughs> even if he wanted to come out of retirement, which he has adamantly said over and over and over again that he does not. The Jets, Brady, it just doesn't seem – it seems like there's too many sort of emotional hurdles to clear mm. on both sides of that potential equation. So, look, if they're going the veteran route and, and they're looking to trade, they're going to have to probably wait for somebody to fall out of the race to get mm. a Ryan Tannehill or a Matthew Stafford or somebody like or that. What? Otherwise, it's, it's like Mina and Marcus are talking about picking through other teams' backups, and teams aren't really eager to trade their backups because why are we having this conversation – quarterbacks get hurt yeah exactly um I have a feeling this is going to be a fascinating conversation as we carry on and if you're a Bills fan don't worry we're getting to your team a little bit later on okay we're just getting started here on NFL live Brock Purdy and the 49ers offense we're superstars in their week one showdown against the Steelers here why Dan says this offense is limitless plus Chris Jones and the Chiefs finally come to an agreement Graz is here to dive into the details of his contract and how it all went down you don't want to miss it stay tuned NFL live is brought to you by Liberty Mutual Insurance. Only pay for what you need.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. I can't wait till this thing kicks off because we are coming. The hype is all around Dion's team. And we're coming. That's going to be fun in Colorado. Also this, the Sunday NFL Countdown Crew has you covered for week two, 10 a.m. Eastern. And the Monday Night Countdown Crew gets you set for our two Monday Night Football matchups. That's at 5 Eastern, both on ESPN and the app. Exciting week here on ESPN. All right, let's read and react as we get to the latest news around the league, starting with Chris Jones, who finally got a deal finalized and figured out with Kansas City. Graz, what are the particulars here? You know, he keeps his base salary the same. It was 19.5. He can add about... 5.6 5.6 million in incentives, but in order to get them all, he has to play 50% of the defensive snaps, have 15 sacks, win defensive player of the year, and the Chiefs have to win the Super Bowl. That gets him to 25.2. But remember, he's already given back about $3 million in fines for missing training camp in last week's games. So his best case scenario is his base salary goes from 19.5 to a little over 22 million this year. He also did not get a promise that the Chiefs won't franchise him next year. I don't really know what he accomplished here. Oh, yeah, that's interesting. Okay, uh, to the NFC South, where the Atlanta Falcons have given the keys of the, to their offense to Desmond Ritter, but Ritter was not great against the Panthers, okay? He attempted just 18 passes. The only starter with fewer in week one was Aaron Rodgers, who had just one pass attempt before he left the game, of course, with that torn Achilles. His 115 passing yards ranked 28th among starters, and his total QBR ranked 21st. Mina, what went wrong for Ritter? Disappointing. Look, Atlanta's always going to be a run-first offense, and the run game and the run blocking both yeah. looked great. Bijan had an incredible play. Tyler Algier, terrific on the ground. But they can't be, or at least they cannot reach the potential of the positionless football we've talking about, been talking about all summer if they don't at least try to take advantage of defenses that play the run heavily and push the ball down the field. Ritter had the lowest air yards per attempt of any quarterback in the NFL this weekend. Last season, I charted it up to the inexperienced. They were trying to, you know, acclimate him to the league. That has to change soon. Pass protection also has to improve. But Arthur Smith needs to ask Ritter, potentially trust him to push the ball down the field more. 
How about Lamar Jackson? After an offseason full of uncertainty, he and the Ravens decided to commit to each other, of course. But week one, the pressure got to him, okay? When Jackson had time to throw, he was 15 for 15, averaged over 10 yards per attempt. But things fell apart when he was under pressure. He went two for seven, turned the ball over twice in those situations. His QBR dropped from 65 without pressure to 0.2 when he was under pressure. That's a pretty big drop. Uh, Marcus, is it that simple? Pressure Lamar, get him off his game? Well, look, they did a phenomenal job pressuring them, number one. But Lamar has to have a plan for pressure. And look, you can attribute a little bit of this to being in a new system and trying to understand where these things are coming from and how you're under duress and seeing it early. And I think that's a progression that needs to be made throughout the rest of the season. But Lamar looked horrible uh, against pressure. And not only that, turning the football over, which has mm. been his Achilles heel in games that they have lost. He has to get that corrected. I think he will. I think a lot of this new system was a big part of the pressure and how he responded to it. Another quarterback who struggled week one, Sam Howell with the Washington Commanders, and he just couldn't stay upright on Sunday, okay? He was sacked six times, which is tied with Sonny Jurgensen in 1970 for the most times a quarterback was sacked in any season opener in franchise history. Got to go back to 1970. Uh, Daniel Jones was the only quarterback sacked more in week one. Not good company. Dan, what went wrong for Howell? Yeah, a lot of those are on Sam. Number one, he's got to learn when and where. And number two, stop hanging in the pocket. So this ball is going to get snapped around the 38. I always say this, 10 yards is the deepest you can get. He gets to the 48, fine, that's great. Sam, we cannot have a sandwich back there. Climb the pocket or step or two, because if you do, you got a shot on this inside post all the way down the field. But when you stay there, the number one thing that happens is you stress these tackles. They expect you to get to a spot up in that pocket and you're not there. So learn when and where. I understand you want to go be a playmaker, but when in the moments to do that, and then when you get to the back of the drop in your pocket, you got to get up and help your offensive tackles. All right, interesting to see where that team ends up slating out in the NFC East. Coming up, Aaron Rodgers out for the season after tearing his Achilles last night. Rich Samini joins the show to tell us what this means for the Jets in their quarterback room. It's all coming up next as we get our Jets reporter in the mix. We'll be right back. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Next Monday, we'll have two Monday Night Football matchups. Dan and I on the call with Chris Fowler and Lewis Riddick as Derek Carr leads the Saints against number one overall pick Bryce Young and the Panthers. 
special start time there for our game, 7 Eastern on ESPN. Then over on ABC, Joe Buck, Troy Aikman, and Lisa Salters bring you Nick Chubb and the Browns taking on T.J. Watt and the rival Steelers at 8 Eastern. Quite the doubleheader we have for you on ESPN and ABC. Let's talk 49ers, guys. They really may be indefensible, okay, if they can stay healthy. Christian McCaffrey, a huge cheat code for what already looks like a video game offense. 169 total yards and a dominant week one win over the Steelers. And once again, Brock Purdy had another efficient game, throwing for two touchdowns, no interceptions. He's now thrown multiple passing touchdowns in all six of his regular season starts, passing Dan Marino for the second longest streak to begin a career since 1950, trailing Billy Volek, who Purdy with two touchdowns this week at the Rams. It is historic. It's pretty amazing. At Marcus, Purdy actually reminds you of a young, unheralded yeah. quarterback coming out of college. Who is that? First, I'm going to be quick. This has nothing to do with my answer. I want to make sure we we acknowledge Brandon Ayuk as well. He gets His lost efforts, in the sauce yeah. on this football team. There you He's go, phenomenal. Brandon. Yeah. Uh, Brock Purdy reminds me of a young Tony Romo. And I remember being in practices, and we like, who the hell this kid think he is? Like, <laughs> who, like the, the swagger was right, and he would kill us sometimes. And, you know, in, 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 in the NFL, the look team, what they call them, is running plays that the team that you're playing that week is supposed to run. So you have a great idea of what play is coming. And Romo was putting the ball where it needed to be and playing well. Brock Purdy reminds me of that. One, he has, the, the I think, the arrogance that you need to play the position. Don't think for a second Brock Purdy didn't know what Patrick Peterson said no and wanted to take advantage of that. I love the fact that he went at him. And, 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 first, and last but not least, when you look at Brock Purdy play, mm -hmm. There is sneaky elusiveness and athleticism. Hmm. And that's what a lot of people didn't credit Tony Romo for when he played that position. But he was phenomenal at getting himself out of trouble and extending plays and making big plays. You know, Why? I kind of hate Hold to on. do this. What? Why is it sneaky? Because you just don't expect it. Just yeah, I know a lot you. of athletic it white catches guys. you. Oh. You're just not one of them. There we go. You're just not one of them. Listen, okay? Dan was shooting at this uh, this target with a football there at the Jets facility yesterday, and I thought he was more athletic than I remembered. All right, I hate to do this because I feel like I'm taking something away from Brock Purdy here, but when you put that guy with that roster in that system. The results are impressive. Show us why. Yeah, it, it seems like scheme limitlessness. Mm. You know, like scheme. Mm. We, we say positionless mm. for their offense. And we're starting. We, I think we're, we're forgetting that this is really us learning what this offense is with Brock still. It, hmm. It's not even a full season as their starter. And when you look at, like, I, I imagine Kyle Shanahan, he's like, well, I want to run this play. I want to run this play. I want to run this play. You could take Debo and put him in all those places. You could take, you could take McCaffrey, put him in all those. Ayuk. Kittle, <laughs> and if you're a defense, you're going, well, we can't match up in man coverage versus all those guys. Great, we'll play man or zone. But then Brock connects the dots in the zones so well and so quickly that you sit there and go, well, we, we can't play zone anymore. Like, the fact that he gets to McCaffrey there so fast after seeing the dropping defender is spectacular. The ball comes out so quickly, even though the motion goes with, or the flat defender goes with the motion. And I think the... Kyle Shanahan, Mina, could sit there and go, like, there is not a single scheme or part of our scheme that I can't get to because we have so many of these pieces that can all do the same thing really well. Yeah. And then the quarterback sees it so kind of complete. 
Yeah, it, it's like a master chef who also happens to have the best pantry in the world, yes. right? With Kyle Shanahan. Um, <laughs> Marcus like asked, said, don't forget about Brandon Ayuk. So I just want to take a second to spotlight, spotlight Ayuk in this game. Um, and, and I'll spotlight a few plays of his where it wasn't as much about the scheme so much as it was about his individual talent. I mean, okay, the switch release there is cool with him. But I don't know what the safety yeah. was doing, but oh my God, that route on the end, snapping yes. off Patrick <laughs> Peterson. And then this is just the fate. I mean, the phys the ball tracking, the physicality, the contested catch. Again, that's just Jimmy's and Joe's, guys. Like, that's just a wide receiver playing incredibly at the top of his abilities. And, and I want to just spotlight this one on the McCaffrey run because uh -huh. um, look, at, look, at the, look at him block. It's all the little things that these guys do in the offense. You got Ray Ray McLeod coming over there too, throwing up an incredible block. Touchdown's not possible without the wide receivers. Uh, it's the attention to detail. I really think watching this game, I was watching Ayuk, and it occurred to me, we don't talk about him like he's one of the best 15, 10 wide receivers in the league. We really should because what you saw there, just three plays, he puts it all together in terms of his releases, his route running ability, the ball tracking, and then doing something like blocking there to, to spring up with a touchdown is really impressive. But the more, like Mina, completely agree, but we would and could say that about him, McCaffrey, Debo. It's insane. Jets, it's insane, dude. Remember when they, remember like, when they got him? They all do all of that so well. <laughs> remember when they got McCaffrey yes. and they're like, really, do they need somebody else? And, and it turns out, you know, that really did matter. All right, let's get back to the big news of the day. Aaron Rodgers, of course, out for the season with this Achilles injury. And it, it's after just a handful of snaps as a Jet. Almost shocking to accept that it's over before it even really started. But what is their plan next? Well, here's Robert Sala just a little while ago on that. Um, uh, obviously we, we know it's torn, uh, that's been confirmed, but, uh, as far as everything else, I'll, I'll have to get back to everybody on, on the uh, rest of it. Robert, do you guys plan to add, um, another quarterback here in the coming days? And if so, what caliber of quarterback are you looking to add and what will his role be? Yeah. Um, we're, we are going to look through some things, but, um, but I do want to make it very clear, uh, Zach's our quarterback, um, we got a lot of faith in Zach. We're really excited about his opportunity, um, but we're, we're rolling with Zach and um, and excited for this. Uh, excited for him and, like I said, this opportunity that he's going to get. A reminder that the Jets have the Cowboys next. Let's stay on some top stories here. Dan Graziano back and Graz. You think the Jets are going to go after a big name at quarterback this week? No, not this week, Laura. They sound to me, having checked in there this morning, that they want to go with Zach Wilson. Robert Sala said that on the record at his press conference. And it sounds like they feel like he has a chance to, to, to be better than he was last year. They feel like he'll improve as the weeks go on. They feel like the coaching he got this offseason and the help he got from Aaron Rodgers should help him going forward. So unless he flops, it's Zach Wilson for the foreseeable future for the Jets. Steelers dealing with some injury issues. Wide receiver Deontay Johnson expected to miss multiple games with a hamstring injury he suffered in that game on Sunday against the 49ers. And Cam Hayward, their great defensive lineman, he's not going to be able to play this week. He has a groin injury that's going to require surgery. Still unclear he, how much time he's going to have to miss, but it could be obviously more than just the one game. And the Philadelphia Eagles play on Thursday this week. They are banged up. 
Fletcher Cox, defensive tackle, and running back Kenny Gainwell, who was their lead back on Sunday, both dealing with rib injuries. Cox got back to practice today, according to the injury report. Gainwell still was listed as a did not practice. He's in danger of missing the game. The cornerback James Bradbury is dealing with concussion issues, and they placed linebacker Nicobe Dean on injured reserve, which means he'll have to miss at least the next four games. So the Eagles very banged up going into Thursday night's game against Minnesota. Yeah, that game just a couple of days away. Thanks for all the details there, Graz. You're with us for more coming up. All right, Tua Tungavailoa is still to come. That's what we get to next. The Dolphins balling out in a high-scoring showdown against the Chargers on Sunday. Dan heads to the touchscreen to talk about what makes this Dolphins offense impossible to cover. Don't go anywhere. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. There is no quarterback in the NFL seeing football faster than Tua is. Tua back to throw. Deep downfield. Wide open. Touchdown. Tyreek Hill. What a throw and catch. Right on the money. Puts it to the corner and it's caught. Tyreek Hill. Touchdown. What a throw by Tua. His superpower was the thing of the game. Accuracy. Bro, Tua's a baller, bro. I've been saying this since last year. I've been an advocate, you know, for him. Like, he definitely showed it today. Hey, Tua torched the Chargers man-to-man defense on Sunday. He threw for 334 yards against man, according to ESPN Analytics, powered by NFL Next Gen Stats. That's the fourth most in any game by any player against man coverage in the last five seasons. Dan, how do you defend this offense? Yeah, good luck. Pray. Play with a lot more than 11. So, number one, you can't play man against this team right now. One, the speed of Tyreek Hill. And then two, Mike McDaniel and how he uses that speed within their motion. Okay. Now, so often with receivers, we start them, we see them start and maybe motion down to one side or go all the way across the football. With Mike McDaniels, what he's going to do is take Tyreek Hill and he's going to start him inside and he is going to speed motion him before the snap laterally from inside to out. Now, watch what happens because the Chargers are playing man coverage. Tyreek Hill already, already is three yards farther than anybody else on his football team as he's pushing vertical with that full speed motion. Now, look at this. This corner is already running full speed down the field because he's scared to death of Tyreek Hill's speed down the field. Now, the pass concept is very basic. This is called dagger. You're a crossing route. That defender's going to trail you and carry you. There's a safety in the middle of the field. Tyreek Hill, you have a deep in, again, with pushing that guy vertical. Look at what his speed does. This safety and corner are so scared, rightfully so, that Tyreek Hill is going to run all the way by them, that the change of direction, look at the separation that he has from that corner who's playing him in man coverage, all because of the speed and the motion, and then the vacancy of space in the middle of the field for Tua Tungavailoa to throw that ball. The speed and the motion that he used. 
is such a big deal. Now, I wanted to show everyone this. This is a freeze frame of this clip. This might be my favorite thing we've ever done on this show. If you looked at this, now Tua Tungavaloa is throwing the football. Everyone pay attention to that. He is already letting the ball go out of his hands. I want to ask everybody at home, honest question as you're watching this, who is Tua throwing this football to? Because I can show one, two, three, four, five. There are six chargers defensively in this frame. It's zone defense. They all have vision on Tua already throwing his – who is he throwing his football to? This would be a good decision. This would be a good decision. This would be a good decision. This is the frozen frame. I'm going to show you the full picture, okay? This is why Tua is seeing it faster than anybody in the NFL. As Tua drops back and he's got this pass concept where Tyreek Hill is going to run this in route. He's got a sit, a return, and a hitch. With these defenders looking at him, Tua is going to cut this football loose to Tyreek Hill running in this soft little zone. This defender right here should absolutely pick this football off. This backside safety is waiting to take Tyreek's Hill, Tyreek Hill's head off, but Tua sees it and places it perfect, perfectly, perfectly in, in front of or in between those three zone defenders for a beautiful throw. You can't play man because the speed, and you can't play zone because Tua's seeing it faster and then making the proper throw with perfect ball placement as good as anybody in the NFL right now. How do you defend them? I have absolutely no idea. <laughs> I don't know either, and honestly, it's really fun. I mean, Dan, for you to not know, that really means it's a problem. Okay, let's get some quick reads okay. in here as we go around the NFL. We stay on quarterbacks and focus in on the rookies. Number one overall pick, Bryce Young, lost his debut, took the blame squarely on his own shoulders. I think our defense played great, um, you know, and, you know, we, you know, gave him some short fields. Again, that, that's on me and, and things that I, I can't do. Again, where the turnovers happen, you know, that, that's, you know, it's 100%, you know, they're, they're on me. And, you know, again, that, that's, that, that's on me. It's on me to make sure that I, I locate the safety. That's, that's on me. That's on me. That, that's on me. That falls on, on my shoulders. I have to be better move forward. Seven, that's on me, Marcus. Uh, what did you make of his first start? Love to hear that from him. You make up his first start that he was a rookie starting in a real NFL game for the first time in his career and realizing one, the, the biggest jump is the speed of the game. Bryce is looking at a lot of things and now you got to get him looking at the right things and not worrying about if his protection is going to be right. We saw in the offseason, I mean in the preseason that he was hit a lot. Those things kind of come back in your mind and in your vibe. He just is going to continue to grow from this and see things the way he needs to. All right, CJ Stroud, bit of a tough sledding uh, for him against a very good, I thought, in this game, Ravens pass rush, some injuries on the Texans offensive line. But there were a few things I liked about his performance. Ball was coming out quick. Um, very efficient throwing hitches, requiring anticipation and accuracy over the middle of the field. Some nice throws as well. He flashed some mobility and playmaking, a little bit of ability to evade the pressure that kept coming. And perhaps most importantly, he kept battling. He was losing. Their team was losing in the trenches, but he kept pushing the ball downfield and trying to make plays. I loved what I saw from Anthony Richardson. Number one, the placement of his throws were in the proper locations. Number two, he saw hots and got the ball out of his hand and replaced those blitzers with the right type of throw. Three, I love the way he threw the ball down the seam. I think that the Colts need to incorporate more seam throws. He sees it very cleanly. So if you're looking at the quarterback and going, did he see the field correctly and the ball go to the right place? Absolutely. Is there one thing in that last clip that you saw that I want to see him get better at? 
What point in this season is he going to start to be proactive with his eyes and try to move defenders rather than reacting to them and where that ball, where, where the ball should go? And I think that's going to come with more reps. Anyone else think this song's kind of like a vibe? I'm over here yeah. trying to do a, a, <laughs> a voiceover of the plays, and you're freaking bopping over here. Someone's going to have fun in here, okay? <laughs> Coming up next so on Live, we talk about Josh Allen and the Bills. He had four turnovers in last night's loss to the Jets. Here's why Marcus thinks Allen is holding the team back, taking away chances to win games. Uh-oh. All right, Dan, do you want to dance? Well, now we have a different music, so it's not going to be quite the same. I, I wouldn't dance to either of these songs. It's, it's kind of like techno. That is. <laughs> that sneaky, is. Sneaky good dancer. I like it. Hey. Dance, dance. Oh, that's dance, so dance, lame dance. of me. Oh, dance. no. No, I don't want to. We're back on NFL Live, and the big news of the day, unfortunately, Aaron Rodgers out for the season after tearing his Achilles Monday Night Football. Very brief stint as a New York Jet so far, and Jets fans are like, we won, but what on earth are we doing at quarterback going forward? So uh, we don't know exactly what's going to happen there, but Rich Samini joining us here, our Jets reporter. And what is the plan that you're hearing, Rich, as you've spent time there with the Jets today? Well, here's the latest, Laura. Zach Wilson is their guy. He will start Sunday against Dallas. They're going to elevate Tim Boyle from the practice squad. He'll be on the roster as well. And we just spoke to Robert Sala a short time ago, and he did say they are going to bring in a, ve a veteran quarterback to be a backup, but he made it very clear. He said, Zach is our guy. It's Zach's team. We're rolling with Zach. Clearly, he's trying to rally this team around the third-year quarterback, former number two overall pick, who, who, as we all know, has struggled through two years, was demoted twice. This was supposed to be a reset season for Zach Wilson to learn at Aaron Rodgers' side. Everyone says he's learned a lot. They didn't plan on it happening this quickly, but we're going to find out exactly how much he's learned starting Sunday against the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, that's a very tall task. Mm -hmm. uh, that Cowboys defense looked unstoppable. Thanks to Rich for joining us here. Interesting to see what veteran quarterback they bring in and what the timeline is. To the other side of this game, somehow the Bills lost the game, okay? The focus of Josh Allen all offseason was limiting turnovers and unnecessary mistakes. That said, lots of last night looked like last season. The turnovers, of course, being a big key there. Here's the quarterback on those mistakes. <sighs> yeah, same sh Same place, different day. I, I hurt our team tonight. I cost our team tonight. And it feels really similar to last year, and I hate that it's the same. Try to correct it and got to correct it fast. We got a short week and can't let this, uh, this game turn into two. I mean, he's taking all the responsibility, yeah, right? That you're nodding. It's what you want some, him to see. There's something to be said about that. The accountability, yeah. the ownership, that does matter. Absolutely. Good good job by Josh. I agree. Uh, but either way, the turnovers have been an issue his entire career. It was like watching um, an adrenaline junkie. Ooh. I counted seven plays where I just go, Josh is completely out of control. He can't help himself in these moments. This is the yes. first interception, third and eight. Gets out of the pocket. That's great. All right, so Josh, you can throw this ball to space to your tight end. You can go one-on-one -on -one with the safety. You're one of the best athletes in the league. But he sits there and he's like, man, I, I wonder if I can launch this ball downfield just because I can. Interception. There's no need for you to do that. But it's, it's like watching this person going, I, I just can't help myself. Here it is again, step down the middle of the field. And it's like, well, just take the check down. That's the easy throw. That's the right throw. You have two safeties that both have their hips turned, facing in, and are watching you. Launches the ball down to the middle of the field and and, 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 I, and I just, I watched the game 
and I go, he just gets to this point. Seven out of control plays. When I say out of control, running outside when you don't have to, running up into the pocket when you don't have to, catching the ball and your eyes go left, right, left, and your, your feet are all over the place. Mm. That's when it, it, control. Control doesn't mean you're a lesser talent or you're incapable. Control. And last night was like the, the worst I've seen Josh in maybe four seasons. Oof. He tried to hurdle defenders like short of the sticks. It made no sense. I, I just seven feels right. It could have been more. I, I what no, was so befuddling, no. Dan, was after week one, you know, they say week one is a liar. And I think when teams play elite defenses, you always have to take that into account. Sure. The New York Giants are not the worst offense in football, for right. example. <laughs> Dallas is just amazing. But while I think the Jets are a top five defense, they're incredible. None of that was because of the Jets. Right. That's what blew my mind, the, the decision-making. I mean, I, you could tell he was rattled by the four-man rush and some of the games that the corners were playing with him. But almost all of the bad decisions, both on the ground and through the air, were self-inflicted. Yes. Yeah. And I think what is so alarming, if you're a Bills fan, is not just that these are things he did earlier in his career. I think about, like, the... I don't even remember the wild card game where yeah. he tried to laugh. Jumping over a bunch of yeah, pullbacker, yeah. whatever. This is stuff we saw at the end of last season. Mm. That uh, it was the third interception. He had digs on a shallow cross for the third down. The exact same thing yep. happened at the end of last season. And if I sound disappointed, I am because I'm a Josh Allen believer. No I think doubt. he's one of the greatest talents in the NFL. But right now we're seeing a continuation of mental mistakes that we saw at the end of last year, and it's that trend line that's so alarming. Well, y'all, I'm gonna tell you, I'm, I'm sick of the the over, the the over, the uber talented throws and some of the times that he's been at his high level for making the excuse for what he does. You can't win games, important games with Josh Allen playing this way. Right. He cost his team a lot in the NFL, I'm, not just in this game. Last year was the same thing against the New York Jets at the end of the season. In the second game, they lost. The, not a formidable quarterback lined up across from you. All you got to do is maintain, bro. And he's trying to go for the juggler to your point when it comes to him being an adrenaline junkie. Y'all, I'm telling you this right now. Stephon Diggs going to want out of Buffalo. You, you, first of all, you can't win a Super Bowl with a guy that turns the football over. Yeah. And you don't want to have to deal with bringing your quarterback out of a black hole every time he plays Marcus. football and doesn't play well. And, and I saw that on the sideline. M Marcus, we all think Josh is an incredible player. Someone in their building, this is a big boy conversation. We're all adults. Needs to hey, go look at him in the eye and say, grow up. I love Josh. Grow up. And, and you don't hold just your job in your hand when you have the football. Everybody, all of ours, mm. everyone in this building, and someone has to have that conversation with Josh. Yeah, he showed the remorse. I don't trust him anymore. In. He's a turnover machine, bro. Yeah. I don't trust him anymore. He's got to put it into action. All right, guys, time for one more thing before we go. Bunch of fun things week one. Mina, give us something you enjoyed. Um, Bijan Robinson, I know I complained about the Falcons passing attack earlier, but they look pretty good on the ground and the eighth overall pick. Well, he was as advertised. I mean, look how just how strong uh -huh. he is. The broken tackles, the elusiveness. Oh. It, what's amazing is it looks as easy for him in the NFL as it did in college. <laughs> Not something you can say about a lot of skill players, rookies coming into the league. Man, Zay Flowers look like immediately to be the guy 
in Baltimore. His ability to push things downfield and catch the ball a little bit in contested area, getting the football in his hands quickly and allowing him to do something with it. The catch radius and the feel that he had for defenses was a little bit unexpected. He's going to be a star in Baltimore. Hey, fam, did y'all see Justin Jefferson lay that hat cuff? Goodness. Like, first of all, the, look at this, man. This, <laughs> this is all about being from Louisiana and getting some get back. That's what this called. I got to get this get back. Kirkland threw an interception. I'm pissed <laughs> off because I've been open and I needed the ball that time. I'm going to get some get back. Justin Jefferson can play safety, too, but that's that Louisiana blood in it. Look at that face he had. All right, uh, did you guys see this? The ref, okay, we never like to see anybody get hit and taken out. Well, he got taken out, but then he showed his core strength. <laughs> <laughs> little Undertaker okay, impression there. He said, oh, I've got abs and I just pop right back up and go ahead and throw the flag while I'm at it. What do you mean? That's I think not that's hard. a little bit like momentum. You well, know, Dan, like his legs I, went up. For me, like I would feel great about my core Dan, if I was just seen, popping Dan, up. we just seen these guys need a stretcher after stuff like that. <laughs> Get a man a shout out. <laughs> yeah, what's your problem, Dan? <laughs> the standards are the standard. Dan hadn't been doing what abs say, lately. What's your problem? <laughs> he pissed <laughs> off about Josh Allen interception <laughs> still because I am. Oh, we'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> Bye.